Independent retail business can mean so many things these days. A brick and mortar store, an e-commerce business, a maker's online shop, a booth at an antique mall, and more. No matter which category you're in, Kathy Cruz, a fellow retail business owner and retail educator, will teach you how to market and manage your business efficiently so you can spend time doing other things you love. Welcome to the Savvy Shopkeeper Podcast. Welcome to episode 94 of the Savvy Shopkeeper Retail Podcast. Everything crashes, but your business doesn't have to. I'm your host, Kathy Cruz. This episode is going to be short and sweet. And you're probably thinking, right, Kathy, you've said that before. And then the episode ends up being 20, 25, 30 minutes long. But I really think this one's going to be short. Shorter than usual, I should say. There won't be any shopkeeper shout outs, no ads. It really, I'm kind of, I think I'm going to like lean into just the shorter, sweeter episodes, at least for this one and maybe some more in the future. Just to kind of make it simple, I know heading into Q4 or now really we're in Q4 that I don't want to take up a ton of your time, but I still, of course, want to provide value. So that's what I'm hoping to do today. Most of us know that Facebook and Instagram crashed on October 4th, 2021. I don't know. Some people are calling it a blackout. Who knows what it was? And I think it was worldwide. No one could refresh their page, or you could try, but nothing was happening. You couldn't post, you couldn't comment, you couldn't share, you couldn't run ads, you couldn't do anything on Facebook and Instagram. And from what I hear, WhatsApp as well, which I don't use, so I don't know that for sure. And this was for around, I mean, it happened for around six hours, I think. And the panic for some people, it was real. I sensed it, I saw it. Now, my Mondays tend to be booked with back-to-back client calls, and I did notice that something was up, but I definitely wasn't in a panic. I was probably too busy to be in a panic, but I'll explain why in a bit. Anyhow, I'm sure you've seen all the posts from other experts about how the Facebook and Instagram crash should serve as a reminder to lean into your email list or to create an email list. And yeah, I said the same thing. I do believe that. I think it's a great suggestion. And I talk about email marketing all the time. But I want to mention that I feel like so many other things crash too. Email servers, website servers. I imagine Pinterest has been down before. Maybe even YouTube has been down before. Although I don't know this for certain. But my point is many of our marketing efforts these days Rely on technology and the internet, and not one of these things is foolproof. So aside from Facebook and Instagram, I want you to take a minute to think about diversifying your marketing efforts in general, diversifying how you can communicate with your customers outside of social media. Maybe it's collecting their phone number for SMS marketing, that's text messaging. Maybe it's collecting their physical address, their home address, so that you can, you can send them mail. Yes, people still send snail mail. Or the one thing, of course, that you keep hearing is collecting their email addresses. And if you're annoyed by me mentioning email marketing yet again, then it may just be because you know this is something you want to do for your business, but you keep putting it off. You don't want someone telling you to do one more thing. 
When we wear all the hats, the thought of email marketing can feel really overwhelming. I get it. But I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be. So just hear me out. For one minute, let's take the should out of the equation because people will say you should have an email list. You should be email marketing. You should. And the shoulds get really, really annoying. So let's just simply talk about the benefits of email marketing for you and your retail business. So the first, of course, is that you own the data. You own that list. It's yours. No one can take it away from you. And if you worry about an email software system crashing or losing information, you know, for most of those platforms that we use, we can just download and create a backup in an Excel spreadsheet or in a Google Sheet or somewhere where it still saves it. We could back that information up once a year and we still have it. You own the data and you'll always be able to reach your customers even in, uh, and I'm using air quotes here, crisis. The next benefit is you can serve your customers really well in email marketing. Whether you choose to do a newsletter or a weekly tip or offer special promotions just to your email newsletter subscribers, there are so many ways that you can serve your customers. And again, they should be a priority here. That's why we run our businesses or one of the big reasons we run our businesses is to serve them. And email historically converts, this is the last reason, email historically converts well for retailers and who doesn't love conversions. And when I'm talking about conversions, we're talking about someone actually opening the email and either coming into your store to shop or heading to your online shop and buying there. That's, there are other conversions, of course, but that is the main goal for us retail business owners is to get them to buy something. And email marketing works. Now, the next question I tend to get is, okay, I understand. I want to do this. I know it's going to be good for my business. Where do I start? So I want to talk about choosing a platform. Ideally, I recommend choosing one that works best with your retail ecosystem. And I wish I had written down what the number, the episode number was for my omni-channel session that I did in the lab and then I created a podcast episode for it. But anyhow, go find it. It's the omni-channel retail episode that I recently published probably within the past two months. But you want to choose one that works with your whole retail ecosystem. So this means you want to choose an email marketing software program that integrates or communicates well with both your point of sale system and your e-commerce platform. And if I'm speaking a foreign language, you want to choose a software program that works with, if you have Square, if you have Shopify, if you have Lightspeed, and also works with your website, of course, and your online shop. So if it's a software, email software program that works and communicates between all of those, sorry, I got excited and hit my mic. If it works well between all of those, that is the most ideal. But some of those programs can be intimidating. They can be hard to learn, And some are really robust, which isn't a negative, of course. And then some can be pricey, especially when you're first starting out as a retailer. I, again, completely get this. And these are the reasons, the ones I just mentioned, hard to learn, way more advanced, expensive. And I get that expensive is relative, but you know what I mean. Those are the reasons why most independent retailers are avoiding email marketing. 
and it does not have to be this way. I do want you to use an email marketing platform that works well for your business, and I do want you to use an email marketing software that helps you automate, that gets you conversions, and that does all the fancy things that email marketing can do. These systems can be incredible, and some of them, I'll name them because they are, they're excellent, or they can be really good, especially in retail. Clavio, and I'll spell it, K-L-A-V-I-Y-O, MailChimp, Marcello, and I wish I could think of a few more. There are others, but those are three that stand out. There are more. So if you're an email marketing platform and you're listening, you're like, why didn't she mention us? Um, Those are just the three that came to the top of my mind. The important thing that I'm saying here is that if you are avoiding email marketing because it all feels too hard and too techy and too complicated, I just want you to start somewhere. That's all I'm saying. I just want you to start somewhere. And this is one of the reasons I actually recommend or started recommending Flowdesk. Is Flowdesk perfect for all retailers? No, of course it's not. Does it integrate with all ecosystems, retail ecosystems? No. The only one I think that I know of right now that it integrates with kind of is Shopify. Is it robust? In some ways, yes, but probably not completely. They are constantly working on it and they are constantly improving it. But do you know why I like Flowdesk? I like it because it's easy to use and visually appealing, especially for a beginner. I would much rather see all of you use a system where you can communicate with your customers on a regular basis and not shy away from designing or writing the emails than to sign up for something and pay for it on a regular basis and then never use it. Or worse yet, not email your customers at all. So for me, it's baby steps. Can you up-level the software that you use? Can you upgrade and move on to a new platform later on? Yes. So for instance, there's a Master Shopkeepers member Her and her business partner, they did sign up for Flowdesk. They started sending email newsletters. It was going well. They saw it was effective. And I would say probably within a few months, once they got into a groove and a routine and they saw how good email marketing was for their business, they realized that they needed to up-level. They are big Shopify users, so they moved their email list into a different program so that it could do all of the things, send abandoned cart emails and all of that automated stuff that that most advanced retail, especially e-commerce store owners want to do. And I don't think there was anything wrong with that. They got started. They saw how good it was. Their customers liked it. It was effective. They outgrew it. They moved on. I've mentioned in previous episodes that Flowdesk has or Actually, they still do have it. It's a beta offer. For unlimited, you'll get unlimited subscribers and unlimited emails every month for $19 with my referral link. And the one thing that I want to mention is that offer is ending soon. Um, The last day for new members of Flowdesk to lock in unlimited emails and unlimited subscribers for their lifetime subscription is November 2nd, 2021. So it's really important that if you want to hop on that offer for $19 a month, 
to grab it now. Grab it before it expires. So if you want to do that, you can go to SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk. SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash Flowdesk. And of course, we'll have everything linked in the show notes too. And if you want to listen to another podcast episode that I recorded about email marketing, you can go listen to an episode from March of 2020. It was titled, Why You Should Have an Email List and How to Get Started. And that episode you'll find at SavvyShopkeeper.com forward slash episode 21. It's a great place to start. So the next thing I want to talk about is another alternative to social media, another way that maybe you can communicate on the internet in that whole space, maybe not directly to your customers, but the one thing that I do want to mention, and someone mentioned this in the Shopkeepers Lab group, is Google My Business. This reminds me that I want to do a full episode on this topic. But in the meantime, if you're not using Google My Business, especially if you have a physical location, if you have a brick and mortar store, if you have a studio, you want to claim your listing slash location ASAP, like immediately if you haven't done that. The best thing about Google My Business is that it's free. Maybe that's not even the best thing. It's it's how effective Google My Business can be too, especially for local businesses. Yes, I'll say it again. It is free. And to set up your listing usually only takes like 20 to 30 minutes. That's just getting all of the basic information in there. It's easy. Once you claim your listing, you just start filling in the blanks and answer the questions about your business. You do have to verify that you do own that business. It used to be in the form of a postcard. I don't want to get into too many details here because I'd rather save it for the episode. But we will link how to claim your listing for Google My Business in the podcast show notes too. So essentially, Google My Business, is it's like having a Yellow Pages listing on the internet, if any of you remember the Yellow Pages. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm not aging myself. So why wasn't I in a panic when Facebook and Instagram went down? It's because I knew I could communicate with my customers in other ways. For instance, by probably the mid-afternoon, I decided to send an email to members of Master Shopkeepers to check in. Both of my groups, the Shopkeepers Lab and Master Shopkeepers, are hosted within Facebook groups. Now the content, the lessons, the resources, the downloadable tools, all of that, that's all hosted in the Shopkeepers Academy, shopkeepersacademy.com. But the engagement and posting and commenting and sharing stories and doing all of that, it is on Facebook. But I have everyone's email address. And for master shopkeepers, I definitely have their store addresses. I might even have some of their phone numbers. Regardless, I have other ways to reach them and I have a backup plan if I ever need one, a backup plan where we would move the groups somewhere else and we could all still continue to communicate. Would it be a little bit of a pain to get it all set up? Yes, for sure. Would it be a pain making sure that I've reached everyone? Yes, of course. But I do have a plan and I have other ways to reach everyone. And for my store, I have a decent email list. And it's pleasantly effective. Actually, I recently looked at our Flowdesk statistics and our email open rate has been averaging around 29 to 30 percent. 
And considering that the average open rate in the retail industry is 18%, I'm pretty happy with that. That means 29 to 30% of the customers that are getting our emails, they're opening them. Now, I don't have the stat on the click rate and all of that, but I do know it's effective. I know I send an email, we get online orders, and we get foot traffic. And I'm again, I'm really happy with that. During the blackout, I certainly missed engagement in my groups. I love hopping into both groups. But not once did I feel like either of my businesses would crash. And this is how you should feel too. That's the purpose of this episode is to just get you to think about other ways that you can reach out to your customers or that you can reach your customers. And last but not least, you know what else is good? Just taking a break. There is nothing wrong with decompressing and cleansing our souls from social media. Like right when I say that, that probably feels really good. Like, yeah, and for some of you, that's exactly what happened. You welcomed the break. You welcomed not being addicted to your phone or to your desktop or your laptop for six hours. You just walked away once you found out that it crashed. When I checked in with Master Shopkeepers members, when I sent them that email that afternoon, I received a variety of responses. Some were hilarious, by the way. I received a variety of responses about the quote-unquote crash, but one of my favorites was when a member said this. She said, my shop is spotless, my text and email blasts are ready for the next month already, and I have all of my metrics done for October. So is that a win? (laughs) And she gave a laughing emoji. And I say, hell yeah, that's a win. That's a huge win. Taking a break sounds refreshing, right? You might even take a nice, long, deep breath. Drop your shoulders and smile. Smile that you're catching a break. I can't think of a better way sometimes to be savvy and boss up. <laughs> 